Hi everyone, thanks for joining me. I was going to talk a little bit about September 11th, 2001. However, I have some friends and um, they were saying, well, you know, it's been done to death. Better to just leave it alone because we've all pretty much heard all of the theories and everyone has already made up their mind and what they believe happened. Well, that may be true, but a lot of people don't realize the gematria that's involved in this, whatever you want to call it, whether it was an outside or an inside attack on the United States. There are certain things that took place just days before this happened, along with the owner. He, I believe he was a newer owner of the World Trade Centers who took out a huge insurance policy on these things. And one of them, the things stated in the policy was something about if it were to be, if they were to be hit by planes. Now, that just sounds very sinister to me. Okay. Then, just I believe the day before, someone in the Bush administration came out and said that they were missing so many billions of dollars that I believe were down somewhere underneath the trade centers in big, huge vaults and safes and stuff. But I want to say it was Donald Rumsfeld who came and said that they are missing billion, so many billions of dollars like the day before this happened. Okay, and now for the, the gematria or the numbers. If you go in and search for how many passengers were on the planes, including, you can do a search with just the passengers and then add in the attendants and the pilots and um, do it for both of the planes and here's where it gets a little tricky because people say that the plane that supposedly hit the Pentagon didn't exist. People who were there said that nothing hit the Pentagon. People um, who were working in there reported that a missile hit the Pentagon, not a plane. And they never found any parts of a fuselage around the Pentagon. So that whole thing is very, very tricky. But if you look at these numbers, look at the, the um, aircraft numbers, look at the date, look at the times, and you're gonna see a pattern that repeats itself over and over again. Even the trade centers themselves, when they were standing, look at them and tell me what you see. Better yet, after they um, were no longer standing and in New York there, they lit up a light 
like one light for each of the towers. And if you look at those lights, tell me what you see. There are, I'm going to just give you a taste of this, but there are so many 77s and 11s in this whole thing. It's astonishing. And those of you who know numerology, who know gematria, you already know what this adds up to. It's just in your face blatant. And I, I'm just going to leave it right there. Oh, oh, okay, I lied. One more thing. Remember I asked you about my pet goat to read about it or at least look into it. Well, in the first place, we all know that the goat is always associated with Satanism. But George Bush was in the classroom reading my pet goat to these children at the time where they say these planes hit the towers. But he was also reading the book upside down. Yes, the book that he was holding, my pet goat was upside down. I don't know if you can still find it on YouTube or anything. They may have scrubbed it or they may have edited it. But look and see if you can find that. This whole thing just reeks. And you've got so many people coming out and saying, you know, these are architects and these are people who know steel and who build these types of buildings and they're like okay yeah right jet fuel brought these things down no these things were like wired like they brought down those old hotels in las vegas because they just fell straight down as they say they fell right into their footprint so this is just um you know those of you who are interested in it just go and take a look and do the numbers and I, what I call this 9-11 is murder by numbers because so many people did die. And the first person who died was a Catholic priest who was running up there to go and see what he could do and perhaps give people the last rites. Okay, so moving on. I was talking to someone yesterday and he was telling me that his son, this this is not any type of uh, paranormal story or anything. This is just, you know, we talk about all kinds of things. We talk about life. We talk about experiences, whether they're mysterious or not. But um, this is just something to ponder. I think about a lot of different things. And so anyways, he was telling me about his son. His son is like, 19 now and he wants a Harley and he says you know he wants a Harley he but it's so dangerous and we live here in Southern California and you know the way the traffic is and the way people drive and so on and one of my uh, other co-workers was um, saying Oh yeah, you know, I I have Harleys. I you know, I have 3 of them and 
so on and so on. And, you know, it is dangerous to ride, but, you know, why don't you just sit him down? And if he doesn't want to listen to you, you can just smack the heck out of him, you know? And I'm thinking, what kind of Neanderthal are you? You don't smack anyone because they want a Harley. So at the time, I just didn't, um, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to stir anything up. You know, they were just talking and yeah, you know, and I'm going to try to talk him out of it. Maybe you can talk to him and talk some sense into him and blah, blah, blah. So I just didn't butt into that part of the conversation. But afterwards, I approached him, the one who made the statement about smacking the heck out of someone. And I said, look, in the first place, for you to start saying smacking someone's kid around is like a really, you were out of line when you said that. Whether you were just, you know, using it as an example, you know, and just talking trash. But you're out of line. And you cannot, people cannot learn from someone else's mistakes. I mean, look around. If we could learn from other people's mistakes, how many marriages would there be? How many young marriages would there be? You know, when you're like 18 and 19. How many, how, what about alcoholism? What about drug abuse? What about um, robbing the taco truck, you know, and going to jail for stupid stuff? And there's plenty of people that are in jail for stupid stuff, just like ridiculous. So you cannot learn or expect anyone to learn from your mistakes. But instead, why wouldn't you just take him aside and talk to him about the dangers and what to look out for? Because if he wants a Harley, he's going to get it. So the best thing that anyone could do for him is tell him about some of the dangers, some of the things that just happen and certain roads, you know, here in Southern California that may be treacherous and you really have to be careful, like Ortega Highway and a couple of other roads, those twisty roads going to Big Bear and certain things that you have to look out for. Like uh, if you're riding your motorcycle and it starts to rain, you know, to go like pull over underneath the freeway overpass bridge if there's a spot there and wait until it's been raining a while. Because I do know that when it first starts to rain, there's a lot of oil on the roads. And so a lot of riders will just pull over and wait until it's been raining for a little while. And then they'll get back on the road and just go slow. But that's what you have to do instead. Well, you shouldn't be riding because it's dangerous and, you know, this and that and blah, blah. No, that's not how you do it. Like, would someone have been able to talk you out of it? Absolutely not. So what makes you think you are going to talk to someone? And they're going to, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. I don't want to hardly. You talked me out of it. <laughs> that is just silly. I said, but anytime you bring or mention any type of violence, that changes the whole conversation right there. 
at least in my opinion, you're taking one subject and you're turning it around into something else. So, oh, okay, either I get a Harley and uh, get in an accident on the road or I'm just gonna like get my butt beat because I want a Harley. That's ridiculous. We have to stop and think about how to approach people, especially young people. Just like these young girls, okay, they're really young and they have boyfriends. Well, we have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. So that's where we talk to them. Maybe about contraception, maybe about the some of the dangers. But to try to talk them out of doing something is not going to work. So that's something that we should all use in our daily lives. And I'm going to tell you, it will work so much better for you. I always try to do that. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect. And I'm not saying that I know everything and I know everything what to do. But I do know that if you just approach people with a like uh, a, con- a conversation about certain things that can happen, more than likely will happen. Just like I would, I tell, um, I told one of my nieces who was really young and she had a boyfriend and I had to tell her about, you know, um, it's, I'm not saying anything bad about young mothers at all, but it's a struggle. When you have a baby, even if you're married, it's still a struggle. But when you're like 15 and 16 and you have a baby, it's your life is going to be just dramatically altered forever. If you take this seriously, if you want to give your baby and your child the best life that you can. And what ends up happening is the guy, you know, at this young age, when they're 16, 17 years old, they're just going to go and continue with their life. They're still going to go out with their friends. They're still going to go and hang out and get other girlfriends and do whatever they want to do. But as the mother... This is what we do. We're here with the baby. We're here with the children. So before you would put yourself in that position, you better think about maybe using something so that you don't get pregnant. And then Later on, if your relationship is good and if you get married, you know, this is what I tell them. Then, you know, because children are wonderful. Babies are wonderful. But what's not so wonderful is when you're there, 15, 16 years old, and you, you're, you're there with the baby pretty much alone. And you... You want to make sure that your baby's taken care of before anything else. So, you know, I, you can't tell someone, oh no, don't do it because I had a baby when I was 16 and this and that. No, 
People are not going to learn from your mistakes. And especially if you say, if you end up pregnant, I swear I'm going to slap the daylights out of you. See, now you're making it into something else. So my approach is to just, in other words, kind of like try to head it off at the pass. You know, just tell them of certain things and things that are available to them. So that they can wait to start having children. Just like, you know, he can get a motorcycle, but here are some of the things that happen to a lot of riders and you have to be aware of. That's all I wanted to say about that. It's certain things that people say, it just rubs me the wrong way. And that's just, you don't speak to people like that. And young people and kids, you have to be careful how you speak to them. Because some of the things you say, they never forget. It like is branded into their minds. And it's not always good. When you say things like that, it's not good. So anyhow, that was my rant for the evening. All right, I have um, a couple of stories for you. One of them was told to me, well, actually... She told me about both of these stories. And um, it's my friend. Her name's Tina. And she was telling me that her and her husband, they they went on vacation to the islands. They went like to Guam and um, I don't know what other islands she was telling me about. One of them, I can't remember the name of it. And she said that her husband likes to wear these big watches. Like these big gold watches. He, she said like these Invicta watches. I don't know what that is, but she said it's like these big gaudy gold watches. So they were somewhere and he was tired of wearing it. She said it was really humid and sticky. And he said, um, I'm going to put this watch in your purse because I'm tired of wearing it. It's too hot. She was like, okay. So he put it in her purse. And she said that she knew that watch was in her purse pretty much all the time that they were there so when they were getting ready to leave and everything and get ready to get on the plane she said uh, the funny thing is that that watch didn't set off the whatever that thing is you know when you have to put your purse in the metal detector whatever it is she said the watch didn't set it off But okay, you know, she didn't think anything of it. So they got home and he was like, all right, you know, I'm going to get my watch out of your purse, okay? And she was like, okay, that's fine. So he went to go and get his watch out of her purse and it wasn't there. And he's like, what did you do with it? Did you take it out? Did you put it in a suitcase? Because I noticed that the metal detector didn't go off at the airport she was like, what are you talking about? No, I didn't take it out. It's, it's still there. It's probably at the bottom. So she said she dumped out her whole purse. Well, the watch wasn't there. She was like, what? The watch is gone? How? It, there's no way it could have fallen out of my purse. Because she had this big purse, you know, with a zipper on it. So he's like, well, you know, that's all fine, Dandy. You lost my watch. Probably still in Guam or whatever. And she's like... I didn't take that watch out. So I don't know where it is. It, it 
will pop up. Maybe it is. Maybe you took it out and put it in a suitcase. Just don't remember. So she went to work. You know, she was back at work. And she was telling one of her coworkers about her trip, you know, her vacation and so on. And she started telling her about the watch. Yeah, my husband's watch just disappeared. Don't know what happened to it. Dumped out my purse. It's not there. It wasn't in any of the suitcases. So I guess it, it, we left it in Guam. But she said she doesn't know how because she did not take it out. So week goes by, you know, and this and that, and she's going to switch purses and she's going to um, get one of her other purses out of the closet. So she starts taking everything out of her big zipper purse and there's the watch. Not only was the watch in her purse, but it was like right on top, like open the zipper There it is. And she said you couldn't miss it because it's this big gold watch. And she just stood there. She's like, man, I stood there looking down at it. Like, okay, how in the world did this happen? So she called her husband. Her husband came in the room. She was like, tell me what you see. He was like, hey, that's my watch. And then he looked at her and he's like, "Where where did you get it? Where did it come from? And she said, it was in my purse. Like, It was not in my purse all this time. This watch went from Guam back to the United States, but it didn't because it wasn't in my purse. So that's just something that she's to this, to even right now, she's like, man, I don't know how, I don't know how that could happen. I don't know where that watch went. There's just no way. It's impossible. The whole thing's impossible. And it is. So where, you know, she's asking me, where do you think it could have gone and so on? I really, I really don't know because that watch was on your person. You know, you carry your purse around with you. It's on you, like your clothing. So if you would have went through any type of um, shift or vortex anything you would have known and the watch would have still been with you so it's like the darn thing disappeared and came on back and I don't know how I'm I'm just uh, like okay I don't know what to tell you ma'am but I just don't know I know these things happen but they usually don't happen where it's back in the original spot. If she would have said, you know, I found that watch like uh, in the back seat of my car that we didn't take to the airport or I found it in my garage or my pantry, I would have found that to be, you know, that's the way these things happen. But it was in her purse. So it was like in its original location and I don't know. So... Maybe you guys have an idea because I'm clueless about this one. Okay, and then she tells me that the house that her and her husband bought in like the mid-2000s, like 2007, around there, 2006, 2007, she said that um, it was a two-story house, brand new, you know, it was a really nice house and this and that. And she said that 
we were already living in there for a couple of years. And so when you went up the stairs, you know, there's like a a landing up there. And that's where they had their like TV room. Like her husband would sit on the chair, one of the chairs in there and watch TV. The top of the stairs there in that little area. And so she said, she told him, okay, I left uh, something out. You know, they had recessed lighting up there in the hallway. And so, and I really like those. I like the recessed lighting. She said, um, she told her husband, okay, I'm going to go take a shower. And he was there watching TV and he said, okay. So she said she went in there and she goes, I might have been in there for 15 minutes. And she said, I came out and I was coming back down the hallway. And she said in that hallway, there were like five lights because the hallway was pretty, pretty long and um, of the recessed lighting. And she said when she started walking down the hallway to go back into the TV room, there were three of those lights that were down on the floor, just three in a row. They weren't broken. They weren't scattered. They were in a row, just sitting there. And she told her husband, hey, what are you doing? And he said, what are you talking about? And she's like, come here. What are you, What did you do? And he went and he looked and he's like, I didn't do that. And she was like, you had to. She said, it's only her and her husband. She told him, you had to do it. And he said, well, I didn't. Like, why would I? And she said, yeah, it gave me like, you know, goosebumps. Like, well, if you didn't do it, then how did this happen? And he said, well, I don't know. And um, she that was not the only thing that ever happened in that house. But... This is, um, (laughs) yeah, that would have, um, it probably would have startled me. And then my nosiness would have taken over. And I probably would have made him put those back in. And now we're going to sit in the dark and see if anything else happens. So she said that, you know, they put them back in later because he would have to go down, you know, downstairs and get like the ladder and all this other stuff. So, yeah, it's it's really like, you know, he didn't do it. He She would have heard banging around there, and then he would have had to take that ladder back downstairs and do all this other stuff. But it's just really weird. It's I told her what this is, is an attention getter. There are the things that happen sometimes just to get your attention. For what reason? I don't know. There are many, there are many reasons that I can name, but I don't know. I have probably know some people who would say, oh, well, it probably wanted to take those lights down so that it didn't fall on your head or something. They're always looking for like a a feel-good story. And I know sometimes it is, but this particular case, I don't know. It is um, strange. I didn't find it, I found it disturbing more than anything. Just kind of, you know, okay, now I'm going to have to keep my eyes open for anything that might be happening in here in the future. 
which she said always did. Like they had a lot of different things happen in that house. So um, they don't live there anymore. That's one of the reasons. She said, you know, we, we had enough. We had to get out of there. Not in a big hurry, but they, they just decided, yeah, we had enough of this place. So anyways, guys, that's all I've got for right now. Um, it's probably going to be not until next, uh, oh, probably Monday. I'll get back with you and tell you some more stuff. But in the meantime, I would really like you guys to go and look at the gematria or numerology of 9-11 and see what you find there. Um, it's, it's pretty wild. And um, if you like that kind of stuff, you're, next time we're going to talk a little bit more about some conspiracy theory that I've been looking at. And this time it'll be something that's not so um, well known. Okay? So anyways, you guys, I will talk to you later. Okay? Don't forget to look at those numbers. Ciao.